Hi everyone, and welcome back to Processions. I've been traveling the last few days, so this is a little bit of a unorthodox recording setup for me. I'm in an Airbnb. I happen to also be in a robe and have a towel on my head to dry my curls, but um, aside from that, I'm going to be reading today actually from something that we published at Money on the Left, which is Nango Sambasila's essay, Neoliberalism's Colonial Origins. The reason why I'm reading from this today is because I think it actually dovetails quite nicely with the more extended reading I did yesterday on Hegel, specifically in this sense of the encounter and what is implied in the encounter. And so I'll start reading from this now and and we're going to be attuned to what it, it might mean to go beyond this sense of being for itself in the Hegelian tradition. So, Nongo writes, During colonial times, sound finance had much more basic and transparent justifications than it does today. As an imperial doctrine by essence, it amounted to saying that the metropolis did not intend to participate financially in the colonial enterprise, which was supposed to be self-financing. The colonial self-sufficiency policy, as historians call it, implied that the colonized territories had to pay for the costs of military conquest. The current expenditures of the colonial administration, as well as their investment expenditures, which were often oriented towards infrastructure projects that favored the profitability of private metropolitan capital. The metropolis was just supposed to intervene sporadically by granting subsidies or loans when the financial situation of the colonies required it. And so there's a lot, of course, to unpack here, which I'm just going to say every time after I keep reading from these uh, texts. But I want to focus in on what it might mean to think about and overturn this sense of self-sufficiency as implied in, colo- in the colonial gaze. And again, the question of pay for, right? And so as Nongo points out, colonialism is predicated on an, a metropolitan enlightenment project of cultivating a self-sufficiency, right? This is a, a, the coherence of the self, of the rational self, of the rational subject. This is baked into colonial enlightenment project. And so on those terms, this violence is predicated on a at once dominating vision of a colonial world that then must turn over and become self-sufficient, even as it's always already an exploited, completely non self-sufficient enterprise and and the whole myth of self-sufficiency here needs to be overturned the sense of being for itself because as nango states later on in this essay there's always a relational participation in a colonial enterprise and it doesn't and, and i would even say in a broader world as such and so it's important to see how this pivot of cultivating self-sufficiency, of cultivating a being for itself, of cultivating sovereignty for these colonial states 
was at once a rhetorical cudgel and at the same time of an ideological and ontological project, right? This sovereignty for itself is a vision of coloniality as well as a vision of being. And so we need to really work to undermine the way the for itself functions, not only in this particular decolonial sense, but also in a theoretical senses throughout Hegelianism and Marxism. Okay, there's much more to talk about next time, but for now, have a good one. <laughs>